Actually doing what we ought to be doing. 
So yeah. <laughs> um, after hearing that, I feel like that's kind of what shaped my perspective on what intimidation really is. And it's like, it's fake. Mm -hmm. And it shouldn't have no control or power over us. Um, so next question would be, what, oh wait, hold on. <laughs> How do you think you've been intimidated in your walk? Like ever since coming to Christ or even before coming to Christ, because the enemy can try to intimidate you before you come to Christ. Well, okay, so that's that's a really important thing. Like if you have a calling on your life, like the enemy can, he can do it before yeah. you. Like if he knows that you're going somewhere, he can intimidate you at that point. Maybe like always trying to keep you in this box of like, oh, God don't want me. God don't. He can't use me or anything like that trying to intimidate you out of what your God-given purpose is, like what you are called to do. Um, in what ways have I been intimidated? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe when I, I know I should be doing something in like a way of like disobedience, like I know I should be doing something and then like I start sabotaging it like, well, maybe I shouldn't do it right now. Like just all those what ifs like, and that's why I said earlier, like, intimidation, it can come from the enemy, but we can, like, amplify it. Like, we can put extra, like, emphasis on it and, like, make it ten times worse. Like, he can plant a seed and, like, we can just, like, run with it. Like, give an inch and take a mile. Like, he planted the small seed in us. And then now, like, for the next two weeks, we thinking that we uncalled. We sit in a dark room. Like, we just don't know what we're doing in life or nothing like that. Just down and out. But, um... I would say in what way I've been intimidated in my walk. It's just basically like when I know I'm supposed to be doing something or I know that I'm called to do something or when it comes to like me maybe helping somebody. Since I like to help people a lot, there's moments where it's like, oh, well, you don't even have enough for yourself. So how you going to help somebody else? Or just like, just different things like that. It comes in different forms. And most of the time it'd be spiritual warfare. Intimidation is so tough in spiritual warfare, which is a really, mm, that's a topic that just needs to be talked about a lot. Even though you can't really explain it because like spiritual warfare is just like, it's one of them things. But I do feel like intimidation is a big factor when it comes to me like having spiritual warfare. So I would say in the way that intimidation has affected me, it's definitely spiritual warfare and sabotaging my walk. Like making it seem like, I'm not called when I know I'm called to do something, but just, I don't know, maybe devaluing what I'm supposed to be doing for the kingdom. So I would say personally, that's how it's affected me. Okay, that's a good answer. Um, before I answer the question, <laughs> I did want to touch on what we said about how the intimidation can come before yeah. you walk. And usually right before you step into something that God has called you to, that's when the enemy like he can sense when something good is coming. Like he knows when God has a calling on your life. He knows when you have purpose. So he'll try his hardest to get you not even close to that before you like even get to it, you know? So he'll definitely throw some intimidation for anybody that's thinking about stepping into the faith or stepping out of lukewarmness um, or just building a relationship with Christ in general. And you haven't like, had that experience, like, don't allow the enemy to intimidate you to a point where you don't want to do it. Don't allow him to hit you with the what ifs. 
Don't allow him to hit you with the questioning about your purpose, about your reasoning of being here, about your calling. Don't allow him to question it because what I notice is that a lot of times intimidation starts with the enemy questioning what you're supposed to be doing. Morning. So he'll like, for instance, just God like in Genesis, you, like when he questioned her, like, did God really did say? Did he really say that? <laughs> but that's that could be intimidation if like you kind of have some fear and you kind of like, uh, yeah, I'll just go ahead and do it because he questioned me about it. No, and that's the trap that a lot of people fall into is when we're questioned, we just go ahead and fall back. Can't do that, huh? <laughs> I think what people need to realize is, not I think, but I believe what people need to realize is if you had nothing to offer to the kingdom, the enemy would not be after you. He wouldn't you. be trying like, so hard. He's after you for a reason. Like, I, this, there's a quote, and I know many people have heard it, like, a thief is not going to break into an empty home. Period. Like, there's something in you that he's trying to get to. And if you keep giving him that stronghold and that foothold to just, like, keep, st like, standing on your neck. <laughs> if you keep giving him that foothold, like, it's only just going to prolong the process and all that stuff like that. So, no, there is something in you. Nobody is ever too far gone. Nobody is ever too empty or just like, oh, I don't have a purpose. Like, everybody has a purpose, whether it's, like, really big or really small everybody's purpose is for the kingdom and once you step into that because like i mean just like i said like nobody is going to attack somebody who has nothing to offer like so mm -hmm. if you get attacked and you're in spiritual warfare who just know you got something to offer and it's going to come out 10 times more in your favor it's going to come out for the good of those who are called um according to his purpose what is that romans Eight twenty-eight. Okay. God does all things for the good of those who love Him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, like pretty much, the enemy he loves to question your purpose, and he be trying to plant those seeds in your mind to get you to like belittle what God has already told you. You know, and then like, let's say you get a prompting to do something. Let's say me and you is having a conversation and we all know each other. Yeah. And then I hear God tell me, tell her the gospel. And then I start getting these thoughts like, well, what if she don't, well, what if she what says she this? Like what if she says that? What if she hit me? Like, what if, what if she gets mad and turns around or all those what is, it's only going to lead you into disobedience unless you overcome it which is why we're talking about this because we can't allow the intimidation even from self. We can't begin to question what God has called us to do, what he's told us to do, what he's leading us to. We cannot allow ourselves even to be able to question those things. So just making, making sure that we're overcoming what the enemy is trying to plant in our minds. Um, even the, the doubts and worries that are within ourselves, like we have to just make sure that we overcome those also. So but to answer the question, <laughs> I'm going to restate the question because we got into another topic. Um, how do I think I've been intimidated on my walk? I would say definitely in the area of my spiritual gifts. Oh, that's a big one. You know that you got a For spiritual sure. gift and like you don't exercise it. For sure. I would have to agree with that. I've definitely been intimidated in that area. And I would say it's because... My gifts require me to do things that are not a part of my character. You know, like I'm not a type of person that just really is out there, you know, very vocalized. Like I am 
a vocal person. Um, but I feel like only when necessary. Yeah, like I am more of a background type of person. Um, I don't really step out. I, I don't like being in the forefront of things. I don't really just go out of my way to talk to new people and stuff like that. So or being in everybody's attention. Like, right, like that's just not me. So as far as like spiritual gifts go, I had gifts that required me to step out, talk to new people, ask them questions, be engaged, like... These are be gifts, social. But I feel like that's for every gift, though, honestly. Yeah. Every gift requires you to engage with somebody else. Period. Like, we are not you meant have to keep to our gifts out. to ourselves. Your gifts are for the edification and the prosperity of the church. Like, that's what the gifts are for. They're not just for you, they're for everyone else, too. They're for the benefit of everybody else. So, I feel like that's just where I've been intimidated with is like the what ifs, the questionings, like, well, do I really have that gift? Is that really prophecy? Can I really heal? Like those type of things. And so like is my discernment right? It's like I right, like I'm kinda over that hump now of questioning like, is that a gift? Like, do I really have that? So I'm kinda over that hump, but now it's the action part of it. I think my question my question for myself is how am I like I know what I have. But how am I going to use what I know right. I have? Like, and how am I going to put it out there? And utilizing it in the authority and power that God has given you. Not being timid when you Right. Say. And that's something that I'm working on. I've definitely been working on uh, just stepping out and using it and overcoming the, the mental battle that I've been going through before I take that step, before I take that action out of faith. Like, I just got to overcome it here first before I do it. And most of the time I do, sometimes I don't, um, but it's definitely just still a process that I'm going through is making sure that I can get to that point where I'm steady and just overcoming everything that conflicts what I know I'm supposed to be doing. I feel like with us, like just to like be transparent, because it's something we can definitely like agree on and like we're always talking about it mm -hmm. <laughs> or in, in different ways when we have the conversation, we're able to like point it out with each other. I think one thing that we're both like, like we have a lot of things in common that we're working on together, but um, just apart from us, like being two separate people, having our own path and stuff, I think one thing that we definitely can recognize is self-sabotage. I feel like when it comes to our gifts and our calling and like what we're supposed to be doing and stuff like that, I feel like there are moments when we like talking to each other and like conversating and one of us will be like, girl, that's a form of self-sabotage or like something like that and really call it out. So I feel like intimidation is like that's one thing and then self-sabotage that's another thing i feel like intimidation can also lead to like different things so it's like yeah. that foothold you just you can't give them that foothold because mm -hmm. it's just gonna keep going yeah um and i think that's kind of all i pretty much have to say about that but i did want to throw this reference in here from the word it's in 1 Samuel uh, chapters 18 through 20. Just for a summary to keep it short, it was with King Saul and David. And King Saul, he felt intimidated by David, even though David had been nothing to him. Like he was just walking in his purpose. He was walking in his calling. And Saul knew the calling that God had on his life. He knew that he was going to be the next king. And so God had so much favor on David. Um that, you know, Saul, he was just really intimidated by it. So he tried to do everything in his power and in his authority 
to kill David and to not step into that calling. So, <laughs> so that's kind of how the enemy tries to work in our lives too. Is like he sees the calling that we have. He sees our purpose. He sees the power, the favor that God has placed on us, and he tries to like eliminate it. You know, and that was before David even really got where he was yeah. supposed to be. You know, it was like still when he was really, really young before he was even made king. And so I just had to throw that reference in there. Like the enemy, he gonna try to stop it prematurely before you can get to where you need to be. But David was a fighter. <laughs> he went through it, even through the sadness, through the trials, he got through it. He leaned on his God. He knew where his strength came from. And yeah, he got through it. He overcame. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to throw that in there real fast. Intimidation is so real. Let me, okay, so let me just, let me just say this. When intimidation comes in the picture, that's usually like spiritual warfare and all that stuff like that. Intimidation is a, a tactic to separate you from what you're called to be. Mm -hmm. Once the enemy can get you separated and intimidated from what you know you're supposed to be doing, he can go ahead on the X you out the equation. Like he didn't already got your mind messed up and like all that stuff like that. Like really, when we think about it, because everything is a spiritual battle, like nothing is really a physical battle like that, which they tell us like we're fighting against rulers and principalities of like other worlds and stuff like that like not physically fighting and it's just like when the enemy can get you separated from your calling and your purpose you're you're no longer relevant to him but he's going to keep pursuing you and he's going to keep attacking you and intimidating you and all that stuff like that because he knows you have something in you he's going to keep keep on just like doing everything he can in his power like but once he can get you separated and then that mindset of like oh well what am i supposed to be doing or Oh, am I really supposed to be doing this? Or, oh, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Or, did God really give me revelation on this? Or, did God really tell me to do this? Or, is this really for me? Or, am I doing this the right way? Or, what will they think about it or anything like that? Once the enemy can get your mind separated from your purpose and your calling, it's a free game. It's like, it's an open field for him. Like, once he can get you, like, to where you're questioning, faith, the lack of faith always comes in when you start questioning something. When you start question, when questions come in the equation, everything else just go out the door. So that's why you have to always stand firm in your purpose, your calling, what God has told you to do, what you're supposed to be doing for the kingdom, how you can be used as a vessel. You have to stand in those things because once you get separated from that, it prolongs the destination. It prolongs the journey and it just, it, it sabotages everything. So you just really got to stand firm like and really believe in that scripture that we don't fight against like people physically like we fighting against principalities and all that stuff like that because that's really true but you just really got to stand firm and you can't get separated from what you're called to do and when you notice yourself getting separated from what you're called to do you have to snap back in it like sometimes it may take longer and stuff like that but you have to step in it like you have to you have to put on that full armor of God like Ephesians 6 tells us like Ephesians, you know, how yeah. <laughs> but you have to put on that full armor of God because even one piece of armor being off can disrupt the whole fighting process. And God, he's already, he, he, he fights for us. He's already fought for us. Like, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they come for me. Like, you just, you got to stay on your post. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I feel like, okay, that I'm going to throw in another Bible reference <laughs> because that does tie into this reference also. Um, in Ezekiel chapters 2 and 3, when God was calling Ezekiel to go to Israel and pretty much tell them, like, y'all is tripping. This is what the Lord say, because God told Ezekiel, eat the scroll and speak to them what, I, what was on the scroll or whatever like that. So anyways, <laughs> um, how this ties into intimidation, God, he had to comfort Ezekiel and prepare and equip him before he sent him to these people because he knew that these people were hard-headed. He knew that they were intimidating people. He said even like by the way that they look, they're intimidating. By what they said, they were intimidating. But he was telling him, don't be intimidated by them. Um, and it says in Ezekiel chapter 2, verse 6, this is God speaking to Ezekiel. Be not afraid of their words, nor be dismayed at their looks, though they are a rebellious house. And thou shalt speak thy words unto them, whether they will hear or whether they will forbear, for they are most rebellious. And then later on, he tells them, open thy mouth and eat what I give thee. So he's pretty much telling us, like, even if everybody around us, even if they're not going to listen, or even if they're not going to support, even if they're not going to applaud, even if they're not going to help guide you through even if they're not gonna try to teach you and do whatever i guess um is a supportive action or even take heed to what you're saying besides all of that you should still be doing what god has told you to do and god was comforting him and equipping him in a way where even if they do do these things against you even if they do persecute you you still did what i told you to do and you were ready for that because I, God wouldn't tell us to do anything that we're not ready for. So that's why I feel like intimidation is just another thing to kind of get us down and to get us out of that calling. Because God wouldn't tell us to do something that he didn't equip us for. So when intimidation comes into play, it kind of takes away from that. You know, like, well, maybe I'm not ready for this. And maybe the enemy will send somebody to tell you, no, nah, don't do that. Or no, somebody just there. did that last week. They don't, yeah. They don't need you. Like that. No, I don't think you should go down there. You know, this could happen or that could happen. And they just come up with things that try to get you to fall back on what God has pushed you to. So it's just like, yeah. Like, I feel like God was really just, God really came through. <laughs> I just love this story of Ezekiel because he was like, their heart, I mean, their heads are hard. He was like, they're, I'm going to just read it to y'all instead of paraphrasing. <laughs> it's right here. Um, he says in Ezekiel chapter 3, verse 8, Behold, I have made your face strong against their faces and your forehead strong against their foreheads. So he's pretty much saying like, just as hard-headed as they are, like in a sin, in a rebellion, I'm going to make you just as steadfast and hard for me. Yeah. You know, I'm going to make you just as bold for me. And so he was pretty much saying, like, you're ready for this. You're prepared for this. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it for Ezekiel. So um, was that everything that we had to say for that one? Yeah, I got my thoughts out. Okay. Um, so what are ways that you've dealt with intimidation or, like, how are you currently overcoming it if it's something that you're dealing with now? <laughs> um, 
I feel like a way that I'm really like stepping up to the plate and a way that I'm really like, um, y'all don't know, I gotta I got expand on this a little bit. I gotta make sure I really think about what I'm saying. Okay, one way I, I feel like is just really walking in boldness. Like when you have something that you need to do and you got this spirit of like timidness and like fear and stuff like that, you can't get stuff done. Like, so when I'm faced with a problem or just anything like a form of intimidation or anything like that, I just know I gotta go get it done. Like, ain't no, nobody's gonna do it like me. Nobody's gonna do it for me. I gotta go get it done. And I just like, you can't, you can't give him a foothold over, like, I, I feel like you gotta keep stressing this. Like you cannot give him a foothold. You can't give him a stronghold. You can't give him a stepping stool. You can't give him no stairs. You can't give him no ladder. You can't give him any of that because what people have to realize is if God called you to do something, he called you to do it. It wasn't a conference call with your sisters and brothers or your grandmother or your, your auntie. He didn't call nobody else to do it. He called you to do it. It's not a conference meeting. It's not a business meeting. It's not a business trip. It's not none of that. He called you to do it. And 1 Corinthians 10, 13 tells us no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. God is faithful and he knows what you can bear and he will provide a way out. What you are facing when it comes to spiritual warfare or just intimidation or anything like that, it's like God is going to provide a way out. You're not facing anything that nobody else has faced, whether it's in a, whether it's in a different form or the same form. You're not facing anything that nobody else has ever faced. So if God gave them a way out, he's going to give you a way out. And if he gives you a way out, he's going to provide a way out for somebody else as well. So knowing those things and just really like, just like even me personally, just knowing those things and really finding community, like to people to be like transparent with and just really be like stepping up to the plate, like people that hold you accountable, like accountability partners, people that's really going to be like, you slipping, get up. Mm -mm, no, we're not going to do that. Just like finding people, like having people like that in my circle, I feel like is a really big way that I've really stepped into boldness and like stepped up my circle and stuff like that because it's just like you really have to like the enemy can he can intimidate your character but he cannot intimidate your calling he can intimidate who you are but he cannot intimidate what you're going to produce and the harvest that you're going to reap so I guess just remembering things like that like really knowing like what the enemy is doing like like that's really nothing like you doing that, but at the end of the day, I'm still going to get to where I'm going. Like, by any means necessary, I'm going to get to where I need to go. So, just not, once again, just not giving him, like, a foothold and just stuff like that. And really standing firm and fearless and knowing that there was a reason why God, why Jesus went on that cross and shed his blood. And for me to be weak and timid and not step into that when he did something for me, it's like, I'm going to go do that. Because it's like... If he, if he got up on the cross and was literally like beat and spit on and all that stuff like that, like I'm going through a little mental blockage, girl, get up, like get, please get up, like get up. Like Jesus wept. So I'm gonna cry. One thing I'm gonna do, I'm gonna cry about it, but get up and get out of that stronghold. So just stuff like that is really like something like you'll be fine. Read Ephesians 6, put on your armor of God and you'll be fine. That's good. Um, for me, how I overcame it in the past and even like how I'm overcoming it now would be 
Sorry, y'all. That's my dog. <laughs> but um, how I overcame it in the past and even how I'm overcoming it now, I would just say honestly leaning on God for my strength. Whenever I find myself feeling intimidated, whenever I find myself feeling like, well, weak, that's the word, weak. Whenever I find myself feeling weak and um, the word start with S, I'm not even going to try to say it. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> whenever I pretty much find myself feeling like very weak and just vulnerable in spirit, I always just try to make sure I'm leaning on God for my strength because he, tell it, he tells us in our weakness, his strength, what's the verse? You know what I'm looking for. I know what you, when you started saying that, I knew what you was about to say, but I don't know the ending part. Is that in Thessalonians? Yes. Hold on, guys. <laughs> Hold on. We're really trying to stop paraphrasing and just find the Yes, we're just going to start giving a word to y'all, like, for real, but hold on. <laughs> <laughs> of me Stop. okay y'all i can't find it but anyways he pretty much tells us that like in our weakness god's strength we can be able to boast in god's strength we are made strong through his strength okay so we can just rely on him in our times of weakness um when we're not feeling as strong because i mean like we can't do this on our own anyways we're supposed to depend on him so that's definitely something that has helped me. And I remember one time, it was on a weekend, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go out, and I'm going to try to practice and exercise my spiritual gifts, like healing. So I was just going to go out. I was just asking God, okay, guide me, like lead me to people who do have something wrong. And I talked to, I believe it was maybe two or three people. Um, I did pray for a man. And before I left the house, to go and pray for people I was just so like I was just going through it in my brain like I was just feeling the intimidation like but what if this happens what if that happens like just scared of the unknown mm -hmm. you know I was just scared of the unknown and God told me like don't fear be courageous it was a bible verse and I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the bible verse because after he told me that, I was like, that sounds like a scripture that I know. Do so I looked fear, up. Do not be dismayed. I looked up the verse that he had told, that he told me that day. And it was Joshua 1, 9. He said, have I not commanded thee, be strong and of good courage. And be not afraid, neither be dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee wherever you go. I was like, dang. Like, it's just, I just love the moments where God speaks to me. Because when God, this is another thing that we should remember is that when God speaks to us, it matches with his word. Yeah. So that's how you always test, like, is and this his God? his sheep know his voice. Is this God or is this the enemy? And I knew that it was God because I knew that that was a scripture. I just didn't know which one. I was like, that was God. And he just encouraged me in this moment to go out there and, like, exercise my gifts. And so that was just really my fuel for going out there and exercising you know because before he told me that before he encouraged me i was just feeling like so weak like and intimidated like i didn't know if i could do that on my own strength which i couldn't and he strengthened me up so that's definitely something that's been uh my encouragement my motivation my strength is god just getting me through it um so yeah i feel like that and also transparency with god 
Because if I didn't have that moment of transparency and vulnerability with him, like I wouldn't have even opened up the door possibly for him to speak back to me about what I was going through. Mm. So when intimidation comes, when something is against you, you go to you go to big God about it. Okay, and he gonna handle it. He gonna give you what you need in order to encourage you to go out and do what he's called you to do. So definitely just being vulnerable with him, um, getting intimate with him, transparent with him about what you're going through, and he gonna give you exactly what you need to get through that moment. So yeah. <laughs> Um, and along with that, like in those moments where you're feeling intimidated or just weak, I feel like our, what well, I know that our first resort should be God. Don't go to other people to ask, to ask them like what you should be doing before you go to God. Because some of the people in this world, they gonna steer you wrong. And a lot of people are untrustworthy and a lot of people do not give good godly advice <laughs> so if we try to seek for what we should be doing um in terms of like seeking answers from other people then sometimes it's not gonna be what god wants from us because i'm not gonna knock it back god does speak through people and he does he can use people to get his message across to you so i'm not gonna say just don't like take heed to nothing that nobody's telling you but be careful on who you asking. You like, cannot to replace God's his name. voice with somebody else's voice and then right. say it's his voice. Right. Because then that turns into seeking like validation from other people. That's like if in that moment or where an I idol. Was, yeah. If in that moment where I was feeling weak and I went to let's say so and so that I was friends at school and I was like, hey, like I'm Or even me, like yeah. even if we might come to each other, like there's some things we can't tell each other. Like, there's sometimes we have to tell each other, no, you have to go to God. Like, yeah, I can't like give, you gotta go to I God. can't tell you anything. Know. You can't tell me anything. Go to God. Like, maybe that's not what we want to hear at the moment because it's like, no, girl, I'm asking you right now. Yeah. But it's like, no, go to God. Like, yeah, he's going to do this. Like, sometimes we'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know. You got to go to God. I, I can't provide that's that. That's all that I have. Sometimes we have to tell each other, that's all that I have, yeah. you know? But, um, I feel like with just seeking validation from other people you can't always rely on that you you can't seek validation from other people because if i went to somebody and i was like hey do you think i should go out and pray for people that i don't know and go lay hands on people that i don't know that person's gonna tell you no but god encouraged me in that moment to go do what i knew i should have been doing anyways by exercising my gift but if I went to so-and-so, if I went to old girl, and if I went to old dude, and I was like, hey, I'm going to go out and do this, they would have been like, you're crazy. <laughs> That's weird. Don't do that. That's why we just don't rely on what other people is always telling us to do because, you know. And then it, it, it builds up to that intimidation. Like, well, yeah, they might think that I'm weird. They might do this. They might cuss me out. You know what, girl? You right. I'm in the middle of Walmart in the produce aisle. I can you right. I'm going to just go home. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna ask to pray for that person that I just seen. And I'm gonna just go home. No, don't let that. Don't let the intimidation have power over you. You have power over it. Because at the end of the day, another thing that helped me to overcome it was that I am in control of what I do and where I end up. 
you know, not like completely because I'm walking with God and he got my, he got, he got and be it around people out. who feed your spirit more than they feed your sin. Period. Um, but ultimately just knowing that God gave us free will to choose him, to choose ourselves or the enemy. So choose this day who you will serve. I'm gonna I'm gonna choose him. I'm gonna serve him. So just remember, just uh, remembering that. <laughs> just remembering that I am in control of what I do. Who am I gonna listen to? Who am I? Am now I gonna God listen to? Me. Who can be against? Am me? I gonna listen to God or I'm gonna listen or am I gonna listen to fear and intimidation? Yeah. You gotta ask. You gotta ask yourself that. Is this fear and intimidation that I'm facing? Is God telling me to do this? And if you know that it's yes, if you know, you know when you know. You cannot tell me that you don't know when you when you know. You know. But these questions, we be hoping that it just be something else when you know that it's asking not. for confirmation like five, six times a year. When you didn't got it, okay? He didn't say no the first three. Ain't God gracious. gracious. <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much all that I have to say. I think I That's all I have to say. All right. So I think that wraps this up, guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Sending y'all love, peace, <laughs> and blessings. Um, also remember, be blessed, and also remember to be a blessing to others. Um, we love y'all. Love y'all. See y'all next time. <laughs>